0: Welcome to Understanding Project Management Discussions. My name is Dave Barrett, and my guest today is Ryan Burjaman. Our topic is risk planning. Ryan specializes in risk management and provides consulting services in this area. During our discussion, you'll hear his measured approach to risk as he describes how and why companies should employ sound risk management processes. Please welcome Ryan Burjaman. So hi uh, Ryan, thanks for coming on. No, of
1: course. Thank you very much for uh, for the time and the opportunity, Dave.
0: Great, great. Okay, so we're going to talk about risk today. All things risk, and I have to say before we get started, is is uh, you know while I enjoy all areas of project management, all of the different knowledge areas are are interesting and so on. I have a special uh, you know spot for a special special feeling for for risk. Because I think it's so important, you know, it's 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 one of those things that I think is is you know not always the the best um, uh, executed or done, but if you don't, it's a it's a big sort of issue. So I'm looking forward to your to your thoughts on this. So, um, so my first question is is you know some. People you run into, people on projects or managers or, or business owners, may say, "Hey, what? What do we want to? What's what's this risk stuff? Like, you know, come on, let's just get going. If something comes up, yeah. we'll we'll deal with it if it happens. But let's let's not waste time on this. So, what? I guess, hey, if you run into this, and B, how do you answer that if it happens?
1: Well, uh, thank you very much for the question, Dave. Um, I gotta tell you, risk is so important that we actually have a uh, in, like organizations. They they tend to have an a, a, a fully dedicated department to risk, uh, usually called the risk management department uh, or enterprise risk management department. So it's it's so important that uh, organizations and uh, and and companies they tend to have a dedicated team of resources or professionals. To, to manage the risk uh, with regards to operations, with regards to projects, uh, and pretty much any initiatives within the organization. Uh, so, and and the, the whole point of risk management is basically just to make sure that issues don't happen, uh, or we, we can basically, uh, let's say, uh, predict the issues and problems within the project or operations, and, uh, have an action plan to um, address them or mitigate them if we can. So that's basically where we, we, we wanna focus on, on, on risk and, uh, and the importance of risk because we, we don't want to run into issues because dealing with issues would be a more of a reactive type of a behavior versus if you're, if you're able to detect and identify the risk, it would be a more a proactive type of an approach, which is uh, obviously more welcome and easier to deal with. Does right. that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. What quick question? And and this is something that sometimes students are confused about. You mentioned risk, and you met, mentioned issues.
1: Mm-hmm. What,
0: what's the difference. What's the difference? Aren't those both bad things or you know tough things? What's the difference between an issue and a risk?
1: So both of them are actually. I mean. Um, it depends, right? So, I mean, it, like, a, I'm a consultant, and usually, my answer is usually "it depends," <laughs> rather than saying yes or no. Uh, as a consultant, I always say it depends. But uh, 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 honestly speaking, uh, um, issues are the worst version of the risk, if you will. So, it's 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 a version of the risk that. Uh, it is a risk that has already happened. So uh, the way that I usually explain it is that so risk is something that you can it, it, it's a, it's a it's a type of an issue that hasn't happened yet, um, but uh, we are foreseeing it to happen very soon or like in the long term. Uh, we are seeing that it's going to happen. So what do we need to do? To prevent that from happening in in, in an operation or in an initiative in a project.
0: Right. So for the guy that says, you know what, I'll just wait till they happen, till it happens. Yeah. Uh, is that like what's the response to him or her? Would it be, you know what, you're probably going to spend more, or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going to run into something? Like uh, is it the cost of doing nothing is more than the because there is a there is a cost to this risk. Man, right you got you got to put some effort into it so so you know is is that has has research been done or has anybody looked into that you actually save money or save you know uh, something in the long yeah.
1: run yeah yeah i mean that's a very good question um so one of the things that uh, so so when when it comes to risk management we have different responses to the risk and, 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 and in any organization you may run into a situation that you have to, you have when you, when, when you go through the risk management and risk uh, identification and determination and then also putting an action plan together, you come back, you have to come back with a response plan. In the response plan, in fact, you do have an option to say, do nothing. So you can actually go ahead with that response, yes. Uh, because sometimes at the, to your point, cost of doing something is even more than doing nothing. So we do have that response already, but we have to make sure that that is something in the response plan. However, going back to the original question, um, what do we do with it? Um, It it all comes back. So let's just wait for it to happen and then we'll deal with it. That type of scenario, if you will, is that uh, as long as we have confirmed that do nothing costs, less, that's fine. But it all comes back to the impact of the issue, to the project or to the operation. So if the impact of the issue when it happens is major, then we need to definitely do something about uh, that risk that has been identified Either like transfer it or do nothing or accept it or, and so on and so forth, right? Okay.
0: Um, I wanna talk about more about risk response, but before we get there, you know you got to figure out well what are the potential risks you have to identify them right you have to to figure out what they are how do you do that like because that that's a tough one how do you know the unknowable like how do you figure out what hasn't happened you have to be some sort of you know um you know i always say are are you an oracle are you uh you know can you tell the future you know what what's yeah tricks to this
1: it's a very good question it's actually it comes back to knowing your environment Um, so when we do for example when i do risk management when i do risk assessment the first thing that we do the first step in that process is identifying the environment what are the assets what are the uh, like for example in a project environment what are the stakeholders what are what is the cost what is so understanding and fully understanding the environment, uh, that's the first step in when it comes to risk assessment. So um, it all comes back to how you can identify as much assets as possible in the project or operation or any initiative in an organization itself. So for example, when it comes to um cybersecurity, cyber which is my expertise, cybersecurity. Uh, risk assessment is that we, co- we go back and see what are the important assets to the organizations that may be vulnerable to certain uh, attacks or uh, cyber threats and so on and so forth. So we basically list them all uh, down and then we go based on the priorities that we give to these assets and then we say, okay, so what are the Threats to these assets. What are the vulnerabilities, uh, and so on and so forth. So that's basically how we define and determine the uh, uh, the first step in the
0: risk assessment uh, process. Does that make sense? It does. And so, and so, yeah. you know, just to sort of summarize, you you know, you just yeah. fully immerse yourself in the in the environment. What yeah, are the Stakeholders, like you can't, you, you got to know something about the hundred percent. Um, and and by the way, just as an aside, I am very glad there are folks like you thinking about the risks in (laughs) cybersecurity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we can can all appreciate risk when suddenly we think we we think about gee, I wonder if my money is safe with my bank, you know, or or my credit card that I put in online. Is anybody snooping around that? I mean, that's all risk. That's 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 where risk lives now. Um so, sort of following the progression of risk of, of the risk management process, you know, you have to when you when you identify these risks, say, well, how big of a risk is it? You know, how likely is it to happen, and and what's the impact? Again, how do you figure that out? You know, like like how do you know? Well, how likely is this to happen? And and I guess the other part of the question is, what ways do you do you, do you like? Qualify them like say, sort of like a high, medium, low, or do you do more quantitative, like you know, this is a 10 percent or you know, 20, which or, or do you do both? Like, what's what's your what's the deal on that?
1: Um, again, my answer is depends, it, is that it depends, it really depends on the asset, it really depends on uh that uh, area that you're sort of assessing for risk. Uh, sometimes we do uh, sort of quantity uh, risk assessment so we, we basically just you know uh, assign them certain uh, rating for the risk and vulnerabilities and then sometimes we go for high medium low for example to your point mm-hmm. but the likelihood is something that it, it, it determines and drives that uh, determination. Uh, uh, so uh, like like for example if you're running, a project that you um, you, uh, you let's say you' you're running a project you have a budget uh, that's uh, a lot of times we run into a situation that we run out of the out of money um, the best way to do uh, to determine that in uh, is basically just to understand and and, and um, sort of analyze do an analysis on uh, how we are progressing uh, 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 versus the budget that is actually being spent, and uh, how do you do that? It's like one of the one of the best tools uh, is the EVM for uh, for the for that, right? So for you, you you do your EVM stuff or uh, earn value management stuff, uh, and then you basically t- determine where you are from a from a progression perspective. And then that's very easy to, uh, based on that, you know, the tools that are available to everyone is, is, is the fact that you can actually say, you know, what well, the likelihood of that, the fact that we may run into a, uh, we, may, we may go over budget is, is high, is medium, is low. And then based on that, you actually have to start, you know, uh, tackling the, the, uh, the, the uh, potential issue later on of right. the over budget, for example.
0: Right. Which brings us then to the sort of, you, and you mentioned it earlier, the, the, the response, the risk response, and you mentioned acceptance yeah. being one and so on. What, where do you find, like there, there's various types of risk responses that, you know, there's there's, uh, there's, there's at least four or five of them. Which, which do you find is, are your, what, what, are, what is your go-to or what do you find that you find that you use one or more of them more or are they, do you equally spread them out? In, in no, we,
1: uh, I don't think we can actually um, answer the question with just one uh, type of an answer. I think it again, it, it depends. Uh, it, it's it's it all it it all comes back to um, the what we call it the risk appetite of the organization. Yeah. Uh, so that's the risk appetite is something that you know you uh, you develop within an organization or a project organization or an operation organization or the organization as a whole. Uh, And that'll actually something that'll drive the risk uh, response plan. So uh, some organizations, they go back and say, you know what, yeah, we, uh, they start sharing their risk uh, with third parties. Uh, They go uh, based on their objectives and mission and vision, organization's mission and vision actually, they they tend to uh, be more comfortable in terms of like, for example, outsourcing their project environment. So that's, again, it's it's a transfer of risk. Right. Uh, some organizations, again, based on the mission and vision and the organization's overall objective, they go based on, they go by, they, they're more comfortable going with, uh, like, you know, accepting the risk and doing pretty much everything in-house and and, and, and sort of mitigating the risk as well, right? right. So it, 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 it all depends.
0: right? For sure, I, I find that an interesting term, risk appetite. I haven't I haven't heard of I, I I've I've heard it referred to as risk tolerance, but I but I like risk appetite better. That, so, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. So my translation of that, or the way I'm thinking of that, is if somebody has a large risk appetite, they're they're willing to tolerate more risk. They'll 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 be more um, willing to move into solving issues. Is that is that a true statement?
1: Um, it's a true statement. And, and thank you very much for that. Uh, it's actually, um, I would, the, the only thing that I would add to that is that it doesn't so it, um, let's put it this way. So the risk appetite, the larger it is, or the smaller it is, that doesn't really make a difference when it comes to the organization appetite, risk appetite is basically a uh, it defines it defines how the organization is um, responding to a risk right. so that the fact that an organization's risk appetite is large, uh, that doesn't necessarily doesn't mean anything. Uh, it it's it's very much similar to an organization objective, what is the organization objective, for example, when it comes to project management and project deliveries and so on and so forth. So the project, uh, the risk appetite of our organization is basically a definition as to why and what and who needs to deal with uh, the risk and, and, and risk management in the organization. And um, from a budget perspective, they, they sort of identify the fact that, okay, so uh, to your earlier point, Dave, uh, they go back and say, you know what, the cost of transferring risk is lower than accepting the risk so let's just you know uh, lean towards more outsourcing for example and you know giving the services to uh, to a third party and engaging vendors and so on and so forth that type of uh, it, right. it's that, that that type of a definition so that's right. that's a risk
0: appetite one of the things i've always sort of talked about to students about is is i mean there's various risk uh, response strategies you've mentioned acceptance mitigation transfer, there's there is avoidance. And I've talked to students and and so on saying avoidance is kind of hard because you have to, it's often confused with mitigation, first of all, and and sort of said, well, we avoided that by mitigating, which isn't avoidance, right? No. And so I've always sort of, kind of said avoidance is probably the hardest one because you have to just completely eliminate it. You know, for example, in cybersecurity, you know, I'll, I'll try this one out on you. you. To avoid the risk of a hacking of your of your computer system, you'd almost have to disconnect from the internet. Like you, you, you'd, absolutely, you'd, you'd absolutely. have to hundred percent completely yeah. an island, which then yeah. isn't your your business wouldn't be able to in twenty uh, 21 wouldn't flourish, you know, so yeah, everybody Everybody's
1: online. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's online. Yeah. So you can, uh, so in cybersecurity, um, I'd say that in last year, uh, if I want to go based on percentage, I would say less than five percent of the cybersecurity risk that we have to deal—we had to deal with—was basically uh, going. To, so the response plan for them was avoidance. Uh, so it's it's less than five percent for me uh, working in an organization that deals with cybersecurity threats and vulnerabilities. Uh, exactly. it's very limited. It's very very minimal.
0: Yeah, here's a here's something that I'm I'm sure I don't know if it's something that that you have to work on and turn and so on as as a you know as a uh, you you work with organizations to to help them develop risk you know management plans and so on. Is the question is how do you prove a negative? You know, for example, like for example, if you do really great work on a on a risk management plan, nothing or very few things happen. Like you know in in the perfect world if you if you did absolutely brilliant risk management you, you would have no problems and so how do you prove the negative is that is that you know it's actually what we did that caused that it wasn't going to th- those you know there there would have been problems had we not all done this how do you like i'm, I'm sure in, in terms of selling your services you need to sort of make that case to your to your customers to say um, you know without us things will happen you know I, do you have a, does that sort of thing come up in your your, your, your conversations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, it, uh, risk management is not about, again, to your earlier point, it's not about avoiding the risk or issues. It's all about how, we, how well we can manage the risk and issues um, uh, when they happen, like, especially when, when it comes to the issues when they happen. Um, so risk management is not entirely about like avoiding issues. Uh, it's all about, uh, how well we manage the issues when they occur. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, how, how well we are in terms of preparedness, uh, how well we are in terms of like, you know, running, uh, uh running into an issue and managing the issue. I'll give you an example. Um, A lot of organizations, so I'm actually from IT, background is IT, so I'll give you an IT example. Um, You might have heard about, like, you know, this terminology is called, like, disaster recovery, for example. Uh, Disaster recovery is, in IT, is that something, for example, when the entire, let's say, a data center uh, vanishes for whatever reason, like, or they get a blackout or something, then the data center is pretty much dead, and then we have to, sort of recover all the services by sort of failing over to an alternative data center. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's, that is disaster recovery. Uh, and organizations, they actually have and what they call it an annual exercise of disaster recovery. This is part of a risk management plan. So this is just to exercise the issue and do a mock issue, if you will, uh, and, and, and see how prepare the organization is, in terms of uh, uh, dealing with that situation, uh, in in a, in a safe environment, if that's uh, if if you if, if you will. So that's it's all about practicing. It's all about being prepared uh, to deal with the situation when it occurs.
0: Right. No, I, I. That's that's a really good, you know. And the ultimate, I think, of is doing those dry runs, you know. Dry
1: runs. There we go.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really good. But even if, even if you don't like, you know, you can't do that for like certainly for a for disaster recovery, it makes sense. But there's there's many risks and projects where you can't dry run them. Like they, no. but even the act of doing like I you know, one of the things I, I want to just talk about for a second is even the act of, of thinking about it, thinking about what your risk you know response is, you know, kind of contemplating it. Thinking about what you would do if it did occur, you know, the contingency and so on, that just so much better prepares you for if it occurs. Like that, the act of doing that will will no doubt prepare you.
1: Absolutely, and that's why we have to again to your point, we have the contingency plan in place, uh, right? So we have uh, in in a, a response response plan, we have the response the uh, the response plan, and we have a contingency plan. Right. So what happens if the issue happens? Uh, what is the contingency plan? So that's why we have to basically be very, um, we, we have to do always our due diligence, what we call them, to to make sure that the contingency plan is there, that we have a response plan and then that we have the contingency plan
0: as well. Right. Yeah. Right. So one more question I've got for you is... is uh, you know, you mentioned before, there's a, oftentimes organizations will have a, a department or an area dedicated to risk management. How does the project manager interact with that area? Like, they, does the project, like if you're a, managing a project in, a, in, a depart, in, a, in an organization that has a risk management, you know, department or person or team, uh, do they... Do those folks come on to the, the the project team, or do they consult with them, or or is it just there's all you know again? Yeah, I'm going to say it does it depend? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it, it's it's a good question. Uh, so organizations so we usually when it comes to the project environment we have we we operate under um, an, an organization called PMO, right? So the project management office is basically where the project managers pretty much operate and, and function and, and work. Uh, the enterprise risk management is um, what we call it the, um, the, the second uh, line of defense in, in most of the organizations, meaning that they provide some sort of an oversight to the first line of defense, which is project managers. So project managers are, in fact, the first line of defense in an organization where risk managers are the second line of defense in, in the organization they interact with each other by providing and providing consulting services to each other. And project managers, they go to the risk managers for identifying and you know, consulting in terms of different risk and mitigation plan and stuff like that. Um, however, um, it is very important, and this is something that I've seen it uh, yeah um, often in, in organizations that project managers unfortunately don't necessarily do a very good job in terms of risk management themselves. Uh, And uh, they uh, most of the project managers I've actually been working with, uh, they are very much uh, busy in terms of, you know, dealing with issues, rather than risks. Because unfortunately, the the risk management portion of the projects uh, have most of the times are actually being forgotten. Uh, and uh, and that's that's a situation that you know in in these situations the second line of defense which is the risk management teams are actually coming back to the first line of defense the project managers saying that okay so what's going on here why and uh, all those kind of good questions that uh, a lot of project managers hate to answer uh, but that's 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 how they they interact but. Uh, Project managers, they just need to make sure and remember that they have to do the risk management themselves. They have to do a proper risk management and then have all the answers ready for when they are being questioned by the second line of defense, which is the risk managers in an organization to make sure that uh, the interaction and the communications is there and uh, project risks are actually being mitigated and addressed.
0: Sadly, I agree with you absolutely that risk management does get dropped off the list and, yes. and, it, and it unfortunately is short-sighted you know yes. that's why i i really sort of you know beat the drum for risk management whenever i teach because uh, it, it just makes to me it makes intuitive sense it's it's you use the word proactive why would you not be proactive absolutely wait for problems but but you it's, know, like, it's less
1: own. it's less costly it's it's less expensive but,
0: But but it's kind of a belief. It goes back to my question about proving the negative of you have to believe that that is true in order to to really buy in. And and I I remember reading a a study and I, you know, I've kind of it was from many years ago where there was a study done of, of super project, like really successful super project managers like that really did well. And there was a number of attributes, but one of the top five attributes was that they were natural risk managers. Is that their brains yeah. just work that yeah, way? Absolutely, They're constantly scanning the horizon, thinking what can go wrong, what can go wrong, what can go wrong, and constantly mitigating or, you know, transferring, avoiding, accepting. Um, and, and so it's it, if it's in your DNA, you've got to get that into your DNA as a project manager, but also as your, your project as as a team and as an entity that um, you're constantly on the lookout for these things because it's it's like wow you 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 run a huge risk if you ignore it, like that's...
1: Yeah, and then that's uh, that's a very good point, Dave. Uh, And uh, you don't have to be a perfectionist uh, to be a risk manager. Uh, You basically need to be able to, um, uh, and again, it's just a matter of like, as I mentioned earlier, you just need to make sure that you understand your environment, um, the initiative, the deliverables, uh, what needs to be delivered, uh, time, uh, all those uh, good stuff about the triple constraints in the project um and then uh and, and 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 be able to uh sort of predict uh you know uh have a good sense of uh, prediction uh in the project as well and uh, it's just a matter of how much you spend time on your planning phase, right? So because it's basically falls under the planning phase. Uh, you're an expert in that uh, as well. So uh, I learned a lot from your uh, textbook and your uh, your great uh, lectures as well. So it, it exactly falls under the uh, the planning phase in the project and uh, how much you spend time on, um, on, on that phase. In my organizations, um, uh, we really actually, I would say, uh, spend around 75 to 80% of our times on the planning phase when it comes to a project. And, uh, and that sort of ensures that, you know, uh, all the elements are being considered addressed, uh, and, and, and we have a plan for it, including yeah. the risk management.
0: Sounds yeah. good. Well, Ryan, I, I thank you for your time on this. This has been a wonderful conversation about one of my favorite topics being risk. So, But it was great chatting with you. You, you obviously know so much about this topic. So I I'm really appreciate that you shared it with us today.
1: Of course. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. It was great working with you and uh, the conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you.